Boom. Hello and welcome to the Protector Nation podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to making the world a better place, making the world a safer place by making good people dangerous. In this podcast, we're going to study and understand what it takes to protect, to protect your family, to protect your loved ones, because we all know that you have a few basic needs, food, water, and shelter, but you also have the need to protect those things in a world and society where evil runs rampant and is sometimes left unchecked. Learning how to protect yourselves and your loved ones is becoming more and more important. And so we strive to raise the level of accountability to those who would do evil on this planet by making sure that the sheep, that the flock, is more well-versed in protecting themselves and their loved ones. If that sounds interesting to you, then sit back and enjoy the show. Out. Boom, yo, what's up, y'all? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of The Protector Podcast. I'm here with a special gentleman who does some special work, who I've got a lot of respect for, man. There's a lot a lot of things I've seen in him that I've wanted to be able to do or execute on, and he's doing it. So it's a lot of honor and respect I want to give to this man. Uh, Mr. Victor Marks is here with us today. How you thank doing, you, sir? Man. Hey, brother. Appreciate it, and thank you for the kind words. Hey, I'm excited to be with you. This long overdue, yeah. Yeah, 100. I um I remember the first time I ran into you was actually at a marriage counseling uh, situation, which I which was like, you're gonna have who come in? Wait, what? <laughs> you know, that was great. That was, yeah, that was a while back. Yes, yes, sir. It was quite a while back. Quite a while back, but good stuff nonetheless. So um, yeah. Since then, I mean, you've been doing all kinds of cool stuff all around the world. And I can't wait to get into it. A lot of really uh, righteous fighting, you know. Uh, ever since I was a young man, I asked. I always used to ask the Lord how how I could serve because I knew I was a warrior, you know. And um, you know how I could serve because you know in church we're kind of not taught that, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Compassion yeah. with passivity. Yeah, and it's a dangerous combination. That's a dangerous combination. <laughs> you know, it's uh I almost wonder sometimes if it's I mean it's it's uh, almost been weaponized against us in some ways. I, yeah. I I would I would tend to agree on that. So how did you? I mean, how did you make that transition from young man church to so I can actually be a warrior? How did that happen? I really at a really young age uh, was able to make a distinction between organized religion and my relationship with Christ nice. and my relationship with the Holy Spirit, really. Mm. And, you know, what I felt in my heart, you know, the Holy Spirit was telling me is, hey, you know what? Warriors have been an integral part of my body and my work on this planet since the beginning. And you can track it all the way back through the Bible. <laughs> it's definitely in the Old Testament, but even you know, where the King of Kings, you know, returns as a great warrior um, toward, to the end of the end of the Bible. You but know? I thought he was a little lamb. <laughs> and that, you know what, that we got to be, we got to be able to walk on both sides, have power on both sides, you know, so, that, so the that, lion and the lamb, yeah, the lion and the lamb, that's the game, man, you yeah. know, so that's, uh, yeah, and then from there, just Marine Corps and, and then, all right. How old well, were you when you went in the Marines? Um, I was 18. I turned 19 in boot camp. Wow. I remember, yeah, I had to go and get my uh, passport, go and get a second passport made because my mama was not letting me do it. <laughs> God bless her, you know. Yep. I, yep. I, uh, 
I, I feel that uh, my brother threatened to break an arm so I wouldn't go. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the behest of my mother. So uh, so I gave them a, a, a 30 day cool off period. OK, OK. And and, uh, and, you know, obviously I still wanted to go. Uh, the Beirut bombing had just happened. Wow. I went in the next day and signed up. So they thought, oh, gosh, Victor, you know, he, he's about to go get in some craziness. But mm-hmm. after 30 days, I was still it, it was it's what I wanted to do. So what in? So what what year did you go in? Um, on that though, I think when you're a warrior, you can't run from it. I think I, you know what I mean. Like that voice, even after you get out of the Marine Corps, if yeah. you don't find a way or a good fight to be able to be a warrior with, that voice might eat you alive. <laughs> and and you'll do some naughty things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's probably uh, a lot of us in jail just as a result of that whole thing, you know. And, and you know, I've read so many young people in jail uh, over the years, and I would say, you know, I just see a bunch of warriors with no war to fight. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a dangerous place to be. We're we're made to war. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think it's a healthy, it's a healthy function because it's necessary in this broken world, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are. But um, yeah, so I got in, I went in, in in 04 and got out in 08, did my four for the core. And yeah, I was actually three. <clears throat> really? I was, I was one of the few that got in uh, for three. And uh, again, wow. that would, uh, my brother was part of that. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, you know, because uh-huh. yeah, he just said, what do you really have there, recruiter? Mm. <laughs> and, uh, so it was good. It was that was a perfect time for me, uh-huh. uh, uh, and uh, and it really, it really set my course like yourself. Right, one hundred percent. So getting into this, this uh, kind of my first question, I like to ask, man. I go deep, quick. You know, maybe it's the you know I just like to try to understand the core of the man behind the work. You know, because we all see the work, and everybody's like, you know, wow, but what type of engine is in there? So I always like to ask, who are you at your core? You know, who is Victor Marks at his core? I would say definitely originally a pretty insecure kid Hmm. um, that always wanted better, uh, both mentally and physically, uh, but definitely insecure, as a, as a young man, as a kid, as a teenager. But I had a will to want to be what I felt like was a, at a warrior's heart. I just needed the skills. So uh, that's what really set my course uh, early on. And I learned to find men who could impart skill sets, wisdom, knowledge uh, on multiple levels. And, you know, physical was obviously the first because that's what normal young men are, you know. Where it starts, I think, right? Right, right. (laughs) And nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's a foundation. And uh, then it moved into uh, the mental mindset and training, which I realized was so 
essential because you can only throw a punch or kick so many ways. And after, you know, tens of thousands of reps or putting it on people, you know, you go, well, there's, there's got to be more than this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and then, then that ultimately led me to the spiritual component, mm-hmm. which, uh, cause after you feel like you're kind of solid in your mindset and you've got skills, mm-hmm. uh, then for me, it was like, well, what, there's gotta be more to this in life. And that's when the God, you know, the whole God concept and spirituality came in for me. Wow. Um, and I was still in the core. Really? Um, yeah, I was still. It's, it's uh, I was training. I was training uh, at the Jeet Kundo or the IMB Academy up in Torrance, California. Okay. Uh, I was stationed at Camp Pendleton, so I would drive two and a half hours and train with Guru Danny Inosanto and Tim Tackett and uh, a bunch of different guys up there. The boys, man, the big the boys. boys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'll never forget. Was uh, it was Richard Bastilio? He he saw because I'm a Marine driving two hours to get there to work out, and I mm-hmm. liked that was a time frame. I liked to fight. Mm-hmm. I I just wanted to scrap all the time, and he wisely, uh, I never forget, man. He put me on a bag, okay, and made me jab for three months. Uh. Three months. And I hated him for that. I thought, you better let me get in here and yeah, get in some. Do something. Yeah. <laughs> That's like me? making me wash dishes. What you doing, man? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Let me be a chef. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, I probably can't half wolf them. I can't uh, wolf yeah. half of them. But I can try. <laughs> but we're going to have fun. You'll have yeah. fun watching me. And he knew it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I saw Mr. Mysterio later in life, actually in Hawaii, when we had, you know, very large martial arts academy there. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I saw him, he came out and he, you know, I said, Hey, do you remember a little Marine feisty little dude who, uh, you kept on a bag for like three months and he started laughing. And, uh, I said, well, yeah, that's me. And I just want to thank you. I wow. said, to this day, I have had more fun with that jab, and it has probably saved my bacon on a mm. number of occasions. Yeah. Uh, and just thank you. So, yeah, that was I, – I did learn how to do that. I realized I was an ordinary guy who, uh, you know, wanted to do extraordinary things, and it would require me – finding great men that could, uh, you know, would be willing to uh, give me some crumbs and, mm-hmm. and help me along the way. So they were, they were a group. Uh, Professor Wally J was another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot. Joe Lewis, Bill Wallace. Uh, and then the core, I would train and fight anybody from any system at any time because I just was eager to learn. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, believe me, I, I got my lunch served to me plenty, but I'd always go back for seconds, which guys would say, man, you're a tad bit crazy. I'd say, crazy, <laughs> but okay. 
Crazy what okay. <laughs> that's what's up. So that okay, wow. So that's kind of like the genesis of the climb that a lot of us men are trying to do really yeah. you don't even have any idea what you're really getting into you're just drawn towards the grinder you know right. the crucible you know to try to really find out what you're made of maybe make yourself into something um and now now for those who don't know you know what are you into what 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 are you all about now where is yeah. it brought you well because uh, you do a way me, better job because <laughs> oh, you're doing a lot man I, <laughs> yeah it's it's uh, uh i know this when i when i die and go to heaven i think my lamp will be out of oil uh, good and i'm yeah i i've got a wife that probably runs a little bit hotter a little bit faster than me and that's standing that's there's good. a secret to some of my secret sauce this yeah. woman um so we have a organization called All Things Possible. It is a ministry that we started, you know, 18 years ago uh, after we got out of the martial arts uh, training, teaching, competition world. And um, our, our initial goal, Byron, was to reach juveniles who were incarcerated. That was our main focus. It was a laser focus. So we would start going to actual juvenile facilities across the country. And I would do demonstrations, you know, do the gun disarm deal and the yeah, speed and yeah, all, all my my monkey and symbol show. Yeah, yeah, you got to get their attention with something. Yo, are you still the fastest in that? At that, by the way. <laughs> well, I would say this. Uh, I think there's always been guys faster out there, That's but <laughs> uh, but I cheated because I realized, well, they're gonna learn my little my little my little. Uh, the tricks the tr- yeah, the tricks. yeah. So, so I started pulling out the magazine at the end of it, and okay. people were like, "Well, okay, well, I, I don't think I can do that that fast." <laughs> and then when I then well, after, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then after a few few years, when you know, I think we have like over a hundred million views of the Gundam song. Uh, yeah. I said, "Man, I better switch this up." So I, I did a double Gundam song uh, at a live okay. event, and. Wow. I think at that point, people just went, yeah, we're not that motivated to try to. Yeah, like, leave them alone. Like, we'll yeah. get out for something else. There's yeah. some low-hanging fruit. Let the old guy have some. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Good to go. Yeah, I literally, one of the best compliments I had were colleagues of mine. I mean, mm-hmm. world-class martial arts guys. And they had seen me do this live and all kind of stuff. And they, they literally started spreading the rumor. He's got a, a tricked-out gun. There's a trick to it. It springs. It, it, it there's yeah, a it, trick. When I heard that, up I, the, the yeah, yeah. It, like I, I said, you guys, that's the best compliment you could ever give me. <laughs> said, you know, no that's superhuman mystique, man. That's what's yeah. up. Yeah. So, so you know, w- with that, um, and dealing with the juveniles and and uh, for years, and then uh, telling my story because uh, it was enough to reach their heart. You know, yes, sir. You, you you get to their mind with some skills, and but you reach their heart with your story because, like like how I open up, most men aren't willing to admit they have insecurities, right? Or they came from that, and I'm like, are yeah. you kidding me? That's that's a driving force behind. That's uh, the driving force behind all this. A lot of yeah. the stuff we do, you know, I'm training because. I don't want to fail and I will if I don't train. <laughs> you know, that's healthy fear. You better have it, that. It, fear. it is. 
and there's different levels of insecurity. And, you know, you, yeah. you start out as a young man going, do I have what it takes? What I, you know, uh, yeah. and then you reach certain plateaus and then you go, well, Hey, there is something to training. There's mm-hmm. something to always being hungry, always mm-hmm. being a student, ever yeah. learning uh, so that we never have that failure in the worst times. Yeah, so from, yeah, from that, it, you know, it grew. And then um, I tried, I really, I really tried to be a preacher, pastor guy. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was hanging around and yeah, yeah. good guys. And uh, of yeah. course, you know, one of your principals, uh, mm-hmm. Lori, uh, <laughs> you know, discipled me at his mm-hmm. home and I actually, awesome. and I actually trained him. Right. I wow. trained him, uh, him and his son, uh, Topher. Uh, wow. so he actually came into one of my karate schools one time. He came in and said, Hey, I, I need to learn how to train. And this was on the front end of threats and yeah. know, stuff was starting to happen. Oh like, yeah. And, uh, I remember he was like, how do I just knock somebody out? He's like, let me just get down to business. Yeah, he, yeah. Teach me one new move and I, knock I, out. Exactly. <laughs> go, you're going for that. I said, well, buy a taser or a gun. And uh, <laughs> and uh, he ended up getting a dog, uh, Erlo. Next time mm-hmm. you see him, at, just Erlo, that, that'll make him laugh. But uh, he was actually a, a very disciplined approach. Uh, and uh, he's wow. good. He, awesome. he was good. I'm, he, uh, I, I, he can I shoot, with, too. He he, yeah. he can shoot. He can bang if he needs to as well. Which I love having that around. You know, right? I mean, yeah. I really appreciate him for pursuing that part of his warrior heart. Yeah, uh, I'll tell I'll tell one one good one on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dennis Akajanian. They were at an event. Have you ever heard this one? No, and, I haven't. But I, I I hang with his son Luke all the time. Okay, so <laughs> so. I'd shown Greg a back kick, just simple back kick, turn, boom, you know? Yeah. And of course I love, I love perfect drilling for, you know, perfect reps. And, and he got it. He got it real good. Well, he was at an event and him and Dennis were getting off of an elevator. He stepped out first and then it, Dennis came out and Greg just turned. Oh, and no. boom. <laughs> oh yeah. I know it. <laughs> Dropped him. He has a humor, man. He'd be playing. Yeah. His He'd hat like fell games. off. And, oh. and then Greg was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I, did, yeah. I, I didn't <laughs> know works. it was going to work. <laughs> and, uh, and then that's I awesome. Dennis said something like, I'll give you a head start. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, oh, all, man, all those guys, great. good guys. But, um, you know, so I realized my calling wasn't to be a pastor, mm-hmm. uh, even though I was, you know, I'd been in the pulpit and started mm-hmm. a little work and been on staff with some churches, but my, my calling was an evangelist. And I don't think it's a better fulfillment of life and a better way to get rid of bad insecurities than to find your calling. Because when you walk in your calling, you are so much less insecure because you're doing what you're made for right it's like it's like you feel untouchable you're doing what you feel like you know you're supposed to do you know it's 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 one of the most beautiful things that's like right it's like nemo you know getting in that little the 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 underwater yeah 
And it just takes you. It's that. Hey, we can almost end the podcast. <laughs> that was that, so that's good. That's worth like, the money right y'all there. Y'all got everything you needed right that there. That is worth the money right there, people. Man, that's good. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. Beautiful. So, you know, and I, I love speaking um, mm-hmm. and, and trying to impart things to help people. You know, and it's that it's that, that issue of calling. I, you know, I challenge people on their dreams. I go, dreams are good, but you better make sure it's aligned with your calling. Because yeah. if it is not, you will be frustrated, insecure. You'll be pulled into darkness because you'll struggle, struggle. You'll I got to make this happen. This is my dream. Yeah. And the enemy will just hook you. Yeah. And that's where a lot of people get upside down. Wow. Well, you know, just you can even be off just a few degrees. Mm-hmm. A person has to be willing to be honest with God and themselves. Yeah. It's one of our key core leadership values. Know yourself. Be honest. Assess well. And yeah. just go, God, is what I'm pursuing what you want? So case in point, early in my career in martial arts, I was actually in my late 20s. And um, we, were, we, were, we, we were clicking. Things were good. And uh, I blew out my hamstring. Uh. And this is one of those moments where you got you got to take pause now, and God's like reassess your whole deal. <laughs> and you're like, "What? I thought I was on the game. I thought I was. Oh. Hey, maybe not. I don't know. That's usually what it means for me. No, it's it's exactly what it is. I was like, "What?" And it wasn't just like, "Oh, I got a little tear." It tore out of my hip and rolled out three of my heads into a huge softball in the back of my leg, and surgeons oh, wouldn't touch it. People were like, whoa. And I was down for two years as far as, uh, I mean, I was back teaching one week after, but it, it laid cast protocols. It it was so extreme. I finally found a surgeon in Canada to operate on me. And uh-huh. he just goes, I'm going to operate just because I can't mess you up anymore. You, you've really lost the use of your, you know, deaccelerator, which is the hamstring. And, and it took all my kicking away. It took my identity away. Yeah, I, yeah. That's that's what that's I was like. Whoa, yeah. I was like, well, God, I thought in uh, this was your will and way and what kicking. I mean, I'm known for kicking. This was <laughs> this is my thing. This, this is, is my thing. <laughs> I yeah. You know, I, mean, I had gotten you know I, again some of the best instruction early on, yeah. and uh, so. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I just had to trust God that he had a plan through it all. And yeah, it was hard. I think, and and obviously he brought you through and he delivered it. But on that, I think it's something that's um, good to know. I think this is the type of thing that happens to a lot of vets getting out of the military, you know. So I wrote that book, Finding Meaning After the Military. And I think a lot of it is, you know, you over-identify with where you've been. And what you've gone through and who you are, you, you know, your hierarchy and needs, you're up here at the top, you got your food, you got your shelter, you got, you got culture around you supporting you, you maybe got a little rank after four years or so, you know, you've got this hierarchy of needs built up and then you leave and that thing turns right back on its head and who are you without your, your camis on, uh, yep. can't make that transition and then the identity, the identity you built you know, I'm that squad leader who, you know, led guys in Iraq and did all that. 
you're out here in the first civilian division, you know, getting a little stressed out, got a couple of drinks, get kind of comfortable, get a little, little pot belly going, telling the same story. Your wife don't care about your stories no more. She heard them too many times. People yep. don't even believe you anymore. Yep. And you look yep. in the mirror and the atrophy of that identity, I think, is what wipes a lot of us out and that inability to transition, you know. Yeah, that's And to good. find your way, man. Yeah, kind of understanding, you know, where you came from and what's going on with you now, I guess, rolling into so what is your ministry doing? We're going to talk about it quite a bit here in a minute, but just so they understand the full spectrum, what are you guys up to now? Yeah. Well, you, you know, we, we've really, uh, I would say, extended our tent pegs to help people who've suffered from trauma. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, that's the core of it, uh, starting with children and women. Uh, we best, in the last five years, we, we really... Um, I think we got on the radar for helping children and women in Iraq and Syria um, because of ISIS. And Mm. that, that we were invited to go up into Iraq right after ISIS had hit. Mm. And uh, it was through that, that um, we entered a whole new line of effort and initiative that I didn't see coming. Um, And it has turned into, us having safe houses, multiple little fobs out there as far as reach and location, um, uh, and recovering and rescuing women and children from ISIS during the heat wow. of it all, and during the heat of the fighting, pulling out orphans whose parents were killed, facilitating um, things that that are absolutely beyond belief. And really? uh, yeah, and I think we're we've 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 I think we've locked in. We're over seventy missions right now, and have helped over forty thousand kids and women. Yeah, wow, seventy missions deep, forty thousand lives, yeah. kids and women rescued. Yeah, that well, our what we encompass and. You know, I, we don't, we really don't like to use the term rescued. Recovery is good. Trauma okay. care. We go into camps. Uh, we deliver uh, by affecting them. Those thousands were either, uh, I mean, and it, it varies on the scale from, uh, from like super intense. Okay. Right. Like how intense? Like how, yeah. I'm saying like, well, I mean, I guess, I guess when ISIS know. is shooting at you. Yeah. Dropping mortars on you and you're required to hurt their feelings back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Pretty intense. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, a good way if people are interested to see what we've done, there's a movie they can view now. Uh, it's called free Burma Rangers and free, uh, Burma, free Burma Rangers, free Burma Rangers. It, uh, a, a fellow named Francis Chan called it the best Christian movie that's ever been made. Huh. It's a well, doc- yeah, it's a documentary. <clears throat> so, uh, Free Burma Rangers was founded by Dave Eubank, and uh, he is uh, he's one of my closest friends uh-huh. in life. And uh, I uh, I was in Burma with him because uh, that's where he uh, has started in his bases ministry, Thailand and Burma. Uh, uh-huh. He's he is a uh, people call me the spear on some things that brother is the tip of the spear Wow! where uh, I laughed 
because <clears throat> I ended up bringing him into Iraq and get his teams going. And he's like, hey, can we stay at your team house? I'm like, absolutely. Next thing I know, he's overtaken my team house. <laughs> it's like his fob now. It's like his command it forward. Is. He, he's the epitome of SF. Don't really? wow. borrow or use anything because they will. I, I give you a perfect right. case point. He was like, he, he, he called one time, sat phone. He goes, hey, Victor, man, we, uh, my teams were getting in a different area and I knew where he was. He goes, hey, man, we're in thin skins. We need an armored vehicle. I'm like, <laughs> okay. And uh, so I said, all right, well, you know, Okay, I'll let you use mine. But I said, don't get it all shot up, man. I said, yeah. <laughs> don't I like use it, use it. Right? <laughs> and wait, he took it. There's video footage of it. It's been shot or hit 17 times. Golly. It's just replaced once. Uh, and it has saved so many lives. And then we end up just growing our fleet. So uh, to operate in those environments when fighting was active and it was kinetic yeah. air, all the time, we we developed our own security teams, um, wow. our own armory, our vehicles, our comms. Uh, because we, I give you an example. We're, I'm out there one time. We're doing a mission, uh, just trying to. I I think it was bring food or water or you know get a kids parents were killed out of Mosul, and you're crossing checkpoints and there's ISIS. Every mm-hmm. year, it's always a risk. But I remember we were. Uh, we uh, we bumped into a team, a, uh, a soft team. Okay. America. Yeah. yeah. You're like, like, hey. What the hell are y'all doing out here? <laughs> and I was like, just, you know, a little humanitarian missionary. Trying work. to do some good things. Trying to, you know, <laughs> trying to fill that lane y'all can't. And we end up really earning great respect of some of our best warriors. Awesome. Where Because people ask, how can y'all civilians – you know, how can you go forward into there were there were points from the words of a soft team out there. Uh, he said, you know, he called me because we were uh, doing some things. I, I probably got a little bit ahead of my skis on some things and yeah. uh-huh. was being captured. And but <laughs> we were with Iraqis. It wasn't Americans. And he said, sir, you are you're like seven clicks further than any soft unit uh, that we have out here. The any team, any wow. Oh, well, I'll turn around a little bit. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, the deal is like Dave and uh, his teams and us, we're under no uh, protocols, we're not a glove for you know, US military or agency or anybody. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, have there been times where there was coordinated efforts to further a goal? Sure, man, if we were out there and and we could see clearly an ISIS unit or team or vehicles or whatever. We yeah. we had some bat numbers. We called and you know made some decisions and yeah, uh, what I call uh, stop the manifestation of evil. Stop the manifestation of evil. I love that man. That's good to go. That's yeah. Good so to I go. really encourage people if they would like to see uh, some stuff uh, and really get a great perspective on both our heart and uh, to watch our associate teams film uh, free Burma Rangers. And uh, yeah, it's, it will encourage, I don't care if you're believer, no faith, atheist, Muslim, it doesn't matter because we all work together over there. Yeah. That's awesome. 
That's awesome. And it's motivating, man. Cause I've, I've always been like, yo, why don't we just go back there and do some good things, man? You know, I think a lot of veterans feel that way and think that way. Well, oh. you know, thank, of course. I mean, you guys, I, I wasn't deployed there. I was already out, you know, I mean, yeah. I was back in when wagon wheels and gunpowder were being used. <laughs> I mean, my commander in chief was president Reagan. If wow. that doesn't date me, which was an honor to be under him, but you know, yes, sir. uh, 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 I would I would say this that uh, we've built out teams and brought vets back uh, uh, to do security and other things, and it yeah. has been healing. Uh, uh, it's it's been emotional for some, uh, uh, you know, and others. It it wasn't a good fit, or we had to turn some guys around. Yeah. You know, uh, but it, that's one of the really unspoken quiet benefits of our organization when we do work because i mean even right now we have we still are in position of doing things from cambodia to yeah iraq we've got a presence in turkey um and and doing stuff that's um it's humbling uh, from yeah so in these countries you know the target the mission is uh to disrupt what's going on with the human trafficking in these countries and and retrieve these you know victimized demographics essentially yeah i i would put it this way we identify right mm -hmm. we 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 put a lot of effort into identifying what are the key issues that are causing the greatest trauma and sex trafficking is certainly one of them Byron, i'd say that kind of our, our three Strong approach is to identify, uh, interrupt, and then restore. So we identify what what is causing issues, what is causing trauma for women or children or the innocent, <clears throat> and it varies from okay. terrorist activity to traffickers to just bad people in general. And we go in there, we we really have a thorough process of <clears throat> gathering to make sure. Uh, we know who the players are, both good and bad, who the actors are, the nefarious, and because we do things that um, I tell people this. I believe in angels. I believe in prayer. I think it's essential in fighting against forces of darkness. And I also yeah. believe that God has gifted men and women who have skill sets and knowledge, most from former military or the intel community who, you know, it's a benefit to work as a team and compile that team. So we identify, then we seek to interrupt. Um, and sometimes the interruption means we insert risk for bad people, uh, mm -hmm. make them know there are consequences because justice is a part of what we believe in. Mm -hmm. It's not what we go after. And I want to really clarify, I don't like using the term rescue and I don't like even the image of us being door kickers and pipe hitters and, you know, uh, popping smoke and repelling <laughs> upside down with the keyboard in our mouth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say we're pretty capable and of, and of, you know, and it's helps backgrounds. Yeah. Backgrounds matter in mindsets. And then the third is to restore because ultimately, you know, uh, we're there to help restore the lives of, kids and women who've been traumatized um, and case in point, Cambodia, uh, we get a, we get a call from our team lead out there 
she's a female who runs a safe house in Cambodia mm-hmm. for those who've been trafficked and, and uh, she's a blonde California girl. Wow. Yeah. They stand out in Cambodia. Gosh, right? Um, yeah. Because I mean, when I travel overseas, you know, I I do what I can to blend. And right. So this gal, she's a type that would walk up to um, a trafficker, and she would go, "So, this little girl, how much is she for sale for? Not rent for sale. I want to buy her." And the guy would be like, "Well." And she would say, does the family owe you money? Whatever. They come to a price, you know, 200 bucks or whatever. And she goes, okay, I'm going to buy her. And I'm taking her to my house. And she'd give the guy the money. And then the guy would say, no. Well, maybe a little more. Yeah, right? And, yeah. Uh, and this sweet little blonde girl just go, well, that wasn't our deal. And I'm taking her. When she, she went to leave, and the guy like grabbed her. Yeah. Turn around, wham, 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 boom, and then grabbed the girl, walked off. What he didn't know that she did time in prison. <laughs> he was she was a pimp, yeah. <laughs> a, a, a full on lesbian. She was a, a drug smuggler for the Mexican mafia. She's hardcore, right. hardcore. <laughs> that's what's up <laughs> he thought it was just some bond it was just going to be okay oh my gosh and uh, I, I'll send you a picture but actually she's on our website it's uh, House of Refuge uh-huh. uh, Refuge on our website victormarks.com you can find out so Holly calls me and she's like hey we got a girl we got a girl man that was attacked by a wealthy businessman here he yeah. lured her away and uh, he he had been doing horrible things for years, but trafficking her. But he he got her. He beat this girl. He raped mm. her. He poured battery acid on her face. Why are we doing that? Yeah. And then uh, and then he cut off one of her hands, and he left her to die. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll send you the picture. No, no. It is smelling It is smelling sauce beyond. It, this is what evil does. Yeah. Um, and so our team, uh, she got put immediately in a little village clinic, and mm-hmm. she was going to die. There was, there, she wasn't going to survive that. So yeah. we had our team go in, and um, I would say a tactical extract to get her out. Because they weren't gonna let her out. They the people there needed her to die for the for the businessman, right? Uh, it's all okay. about money and corruption. So yeah. uh we uh very uh we had her out. So we went <laughs> to a hospital, mm-hmm. big one in Phnom Penh. <clears throat> they did three life-saving surgeries immediately, right? To save yeah. And then my team leads, she calls and she says, I she said, my spidey senses are clacking. She mm-hmm. goes, I got a feeling the guy found out she lived. Mm-hmm. And that we took her out of the other place. And she goes, can we go ahead and get mm-hmm. some security? We need guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in Cambodia, I said, yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, see, here's how we operate. Mm-hmm. I knew what it would cost to do what we did. We, man, we wired $40,000. Boom. Mm-hmm. I go, do what needs to be done. I'll scale everything. Save this girl's life. Guess what? 
I think it was two days later, and it's on closed circuit. These guys, three guys come in the bumper to kill her. And uh, they're like, hey, yeah, her dad sent us to check on her. The girl's a, an orphan, man. Yeah. So they read it all well. They protected her. They never got to her. And uh, we ended up saving her life, taking her into our uh, uh, safe house. She's a Buddhist. And, you know, mm. we have faith, but we never try to convert anybody. Because mm. I think if you can try to convert someone, someone else can unconvert them. Mm-hmm. So we just go, well, let's just love, live the gospel. Mm-hmm. God will do what he wants. Yeah, he'll do what he wants with that heart. That's his business. Oh, yeah. And you boy, know, she was in love. She's sitting in there watching people at Bible study. She goes, what is this? Mm. And she gives her life to Christ. Wow. And we had uh, a friend of mine. Uh, Mark Geist, his his call sign was Oz, and he was in a movie, 13 Hours. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Mark's my neighbor out here. He comes, <laughs> we do shooting together, getting a little bit of Heck trouble. Yeah. So, so Oz is like, hey, uh, I know somebody at MIT who uh, has offered to give her a prosthetic. Uh, and so we flew her from Cambodia to here. Wow. She got fitted. She got a prosthesis. And then she was on radio and TV. People were like, and then spoke at a university. And and here's one of the things that she says. I thought I was dead inside before I even got attacked. Wow. The attack and the attempted murder and being trafficked was, you know, horrible. She goes, I'm alive. I'm wow. so glad this happened because now I'm alive. And where we stand on that, the justice piece and kind of a little, uh, pretty good rabbit trail. But right now we've got a warrant issued for the guy and mm. we got cowboy team setting him down and we got some, we got some good things going. So he will pay a price. And, you know, I've had people call me, Hey, let me just go smoke the dude. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, killing is easy. Killing you know? is easy. That's a good one, man. Killing, killing is killing. easy. Killing is easy. I said, we need to make him pay and then leverage him in that front of sense. all the other guys. Because, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, you just, you, you know, you, you put someone down, it tends to go away quick. Yep. But, man, you, you get them arrested in court, high profile case, and then yep. in jail. It's like Weinstein, right? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, so sends a message. It's uh, you make an image, you send a message. It's it's effective on the battlefield and in society. You know, it, it affects human true. beings. So that's part of our interrupt. Yeah, that's good to go. Risk. And that's just one country. Yeah. Wow, man, that is amazing. That is amazing. And the thing that's amazing. You know, the thing that gets me is like, you know, something I try not to forget about combat is like. You know, and I hopefully this will move other people, but like <clears throat> that's one story, one outcome. And this stuff is happening 24 seven right now. There are people, you know, who are locked up, who are just staring through some bars in a kennel somewhere, you know, if they're even allowed to stare at something. Um, and uh, that's happening right now, you know, always. And, and on this planet. Let me just speak to that because uh, it's easy to get caught up um, 
and and really some of the hype of this. And um, I'm just I'm sending this link to you right now for house. Yeah, yes, sir. All yeah. our links, we'll get all the links at the bottom of this this episode, so everyone will be able to chase. Take a look. Yeah, plug everything. Um, but you know, uh, people tend to get moved by what's sexy or high profile and intense. Yeah. Um, and if it wasn't for us bringing this to light, no one would know. Right. And although there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on, like right now, uh, I think the Christian community is, is being electrified by the, you know, pedophile rings and, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, and I just say this as someone who, this is part of the restore. Why? Why? What motivates us to do this? Is I was abused as a kid. Mm. I was I was tortured and left for dead wow. in a commercial cooler, and that's one of the catalysts that that really uh, drives. Yeah, I, you know, it, it drove me in, in the negative way for years uh-huh. uh, until I really allowed the Holy Spirit to lead and guide me, because being driven. It, it, it can power be is a problem without purpose, man. Power yeah. is a problem without purpose. <laughs> yeah, same. You know, you start going head hunting. Uh, oh. And I, I remember one point, you know, and I'm just being transparent with your listeners because I, I think they're probably mature audiences. Yes, you, know, you know, you, you get around, you work around this type of evil and darkness so long, you, you it's easy to it's easy to get pulled into to move from the gray to the dark. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I remember one point, it's almost like uh, Spider-Man, one of those movies where the thing came on him and it started growing yeah. and taking over him. I mean, I have felt that where uh, I remember one night, uh, the commander of special forces for the Peshmerga, he's like, my friend, he says, hey. Let <laughs> With the little head movements. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Let us go. Let us go kill some bad guys tonight. Yeah. And, you know, my team, I had. Seal, Marsock, I had a bunch of, you know, really. Some meat eaters, man. SF guy, and just, and uh, they were just like, you know, salivating. Ah, uh, (laughs) Well, we do, you know, that's what they're doing. And I I remember, you know, instantly, because it would have been a pretty easy thing. And the Holy Spirit just quickened me, said, Mission Creek, do I have you here to hunt and kill? Or do I have you here to reach and restore? And and killing is easy, saving lives is harder. And I'm thankful for those who are called to and equipped to and do it professionally. And yeah. uh, we should be very supportive of men and women who step into that lane during their season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like uh, Close friend of mine, he was in Iraq. We we did some things together. Uh, he came out, but he has a thousand missions. He wow. was with he was with the unit. He was uh, with Delta. Never lost a man. Mm. As a matter of fact, his team was called Rats on Acid. Man, so, <laughs> I can't imagine this. Yeah, <laughs> to get that call sign, jeez, man. Right, and um, but it, it's uh, but but here was the question. Uh, at, at that particular night in that scenario, because uh, it was like the Lord said, how many do you have to kill tonight? 
to feel like you've made a difference. Hmm. And I started counting. Well, I, you know, you're like, well, if I take out, can <laughs> you start yeah. bargaining with yourself? <laughs> we did, you know, we did 10 or 12 guys tonight. You know, I think we can move the needle. <laughs> and, you know, and then the second thing, because it was uh, the way it was set up, it would be long shots at night with certain gear uh, uh-huh. because of a situation. And then the Holy Spirit said, will you know that every time you put it on someone, that they are truly the deepest part of ISIS? Or will you? Or is it just circumstantial? Were they just some poor kid they picked up and were like, hey, dude, we'll give you a rifle and a couple of bucks, you know? You can have a couple of drinks with us, maybe some virgins when you die. Like some yeah. kids like, oh, okay. Like sure beats raking the, the, the gravel for the next 10 years in front of my exactly. dead father's house, <laughs> you know? <laughs> And, and, and you know what? It's uh that that was uh that's the power of God's Holy Spirit to direct a yeah. warrior to do. Now there were other times where it was no doubt, you know. Yeah, I was like, well, this is game time. This, this yeah, stuff needed, and and I'm thankful for people and situations and and, the, and all of that. And uh, but that's the thing, you know, because I've had people contact me. Hey, I want to go. I want to go. I said, hey, we're we're not there to kill, man. That's. As a matter of fact, if we're engaged in a lot of junk, some aspects we're not doing our job right. Went wrong, yeah. Yeah, it's like we need it. We're just trying to reach women, kids, and then so right now, like our last pump into it, uh, uh, we 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 made it into Syria Mm -hmm. under the worst conditions possible, and uh, and then. made it to an ISIS confinement camp. So really? Yeah. So uh, a lot of people don't know just because, you know, the lack of coverage or whatnot. But uh, so when ISIS lost their final strongholds in, you know, Raqqa and uh, just different places, mm-hmm. um, they lost their, the cities and Bagus and, all the, so they had to put the women and children somewhere because there's thousands of ISIS women and their kids. So the guys you put in the camp killed other ones, a lot escaped. Uh, but the women and children are in a, a camp called Camp Al Hall, and it's in Syria near Hassan. And they, uh, there's 70,000 of them in there right now. 70,000 right now, today, today. as we're having this conversation. They represent 50 different countries Uh that had to be put in a prison, an outdoor prison, uh, after all the fighting. And they're in Camp Al-Hall. And um, they came from Syria, Iraq, you know, this, but that was their kind of their last strongholds. And and, uh, so we did a mission to get into the camp. Wow, to infiltrate the camp. Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, (laughs) so you guys have, like, an operative and maybe (laughs) somebody around there. Yeah, we. so our our networks and connections are stronger than most people think. Wow. It's the only way it would happen for us to be able to operate and do what we do and effectively, you know, and um, and I'll just say, you know, 
people who kind of aspire to that, you know, Christians, like, oh, you know, I've had people contact me. Hey, man, I'm 40 pounds overweight, and I'm, I'm not good with a gun, but I can shoot a bow. And, uh, you know, I'm like, thank you, brother, for your, you know, your heart. Your heart. Your yep. heart. <laughs> I was like, it, it, you know, on this one, it might be better if you pray and send a donation and to help us fill yeah, up man. our vehicle. But, um, you know, we've, uh, people have died. Good people have died to do what we've done. And, you know, it gets, it gets very real. So, yeah, you know, there are times where I tell people, you know, you know, I want to come back and tell my wife, babe, you know, ISIS was trying to left, you know, yeah. <laughs> all right. So there I was. Yeah. Belly of a beast. Yeah. You know, was, and my wife looks at me and goes, yeah, I know I was next to you. <laughs> Good like, to go. All right. <laughs> so cool in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. So my wife has been on some of our most outrageous, amazing uh, operations. And, and awesome. Yeah. And even one year uh, during the fighting, because uh, I, I was doing so many pumps in and out, uh, my, and my wife and I, because uh, we, uh, we decided to bring our kids. So we brought our yeah. kids into Iraq, wow. put them in our safe house. And yeah. when we would bring kids in from the war zones, yeah, our lines, our children would take care of them. Wow, and that's uh, an amazing experience for some kids. Um, I tell Teach you, what, some perspective, right quick. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that's what they did for the summer. They come back and their friends who go to Camp Kickapoo. Yeah, know, yeah. Like, where did you go? I don't know. We're calling it Camp Iraq. Um, yeah, Al Iraq. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, so in that sense, we're you know we're unique and uh, and uh, you know my wife is just an amazing, amazing woman who yeah. you know courageous, faith filled, as a former you know she was former Miss Fitness USA. She's a black mm-hmm. belt. She's a competitor. She knows how to move and groove, shoot yeah platforms. But again, the purpose is just we always felt like we've had to be prepared. So we wouldn't have to be paranoid. That's yeah. Prepared. So you don't have to be paranoid. That's outstanding. It's the way to live. What would you say is the biggest obstacle you you've all had to overcome in your field work? It's a great question. Uh, I would say false perceptions of Christians. So yes, we've been, and that's a good one, right? Hugely <laughs> disappointed in the, the segment of the body of Christ in America that are super spiritual mm-hmm. and stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And powerless. Like it's just emotional, uh, emotional haberdashery. It's like emotional gymnastics and it's talking. So much of this. And I, I just, I, I give you a funny example. It's embarrassing actually when you're a it, Christian. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it really is. So I I, uh, I got invited to go to the NRB, yeah, uh, and uh, which is the natural National Religious Broadcasters deal. So, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's so so um, it's there's people that want to interview me because you know we have to do media for nonprofit mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I'm like, okay, well, my team, we were flying back from Iraq. 
it was mm-hmm. going to be one of my first pump, you know. Uh, so I'm coming back. And so you're you're coming back from the field and you're about to be among, um, amongst the nobility. It's like this is like day and night. Like you're looking at, you're looking at two completely. Oh, man. Probably yeah, oh, man, that's tough. That's a tough one, man. Scheduling. Uh, and the problem really what really accentuated is, you know, I, I hadn't even decompressed. I haven't you know, debriefed nothing. I'm just kind of coming. The way it was, uh, it's like, hey, you got to be here. So I go in. And you're still like, I just, and you're still in this mindset of like back there, but you don't realize it maybe, you know, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just do the thing. And, you know, anyway, sorry. I'll let you tell you a story. You you know, you know exactly. Because how do you, I mean, how do you in 24, 36 hours switch from cockeye hitting a fan? 120 miles an hour. You you almost feel like you're at a, a temple with tables. And people selling goods, and you're like, mm-hmm. what? And so I'm, I'm sitting. I, Everyone's I, clean and happy. Don't yeah, know how good they know. got it. I didn't have the a bad team. They were like, you know, eight hours behind me, which mm-hmm. was naughty because they left. I had, I was there by myself for half a day. So I'm walking around, and I'm just, and I was like, oh my gosh, geez, what, what is going on? Do people not know? And what, what's, what's really <laughs> happening? And I'm gonna tell you something, man. Yep. There's a guy named Eric McTaxis. Okay. Who's, who's a, he's, he's a real intellectual. He has, he has probably the largest radio talk show. Um, and uh, and uh, he's doing a live yeah. broadcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's kind of a little audience. So I just sit down. I, you know, I just sit down. And uh, I'm listening. And he has a guest on talking about ISIS. Oh, so you're like, well, let's hear it. <laughs> like, well, sure enough, it's okay. Yeah. This, this sounds interesting. So the guy starts repeating and parroting stuff that are just talking points and sound bites. And he has no idea what he's saying. And then mm-hmm. worse, he started saying some stuff that was super counterproductive mm-hmm. uh, uh, in the area of, you know, counterterrorism, CT stuff. Because okay. he's a Christian and he's a Christian leader and he's a big voice and uh, no military experience, never been over. Mm-hmm. And he says something that just torques me. Because uh, uh, it was, I think it was something to the effect of, you know, all Muslims are terrorists, all Muslims are, you know, okay. all, all you know, right. Like, all right. I'm going, you are fueling the, I'm thinking he is fueling the narrative that will increase. The ability for ISIS to recruit, one hundred percent. So I stand up. They they break. You know they go. We'll be right back. No 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 no. And they do like a, a sixty second break. Yeah. I stand up. I walk up. Naughty naughty. Open my backpack and I pull out an ISIS headband, and I slam it on the. Boom. <laughs> He's and making I, a scene. Yeah, I said something for the fact that you don't know what you're talking about. And Eric McTaxis looks at me like, what is going What is, And I said, I'm not ISIS, but I just flew in from Iraq. And this guy does not know what he's talking about. So everybody was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Um, all the nobility. Oh, oh yeah. Hey. yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like, I hadn't even thrown a table over or made a whip. <laughs> I'm just warming up. Yeah, I'm just oh, unwinding. <laughs> and uh, Eric McTaxis, mm-hmm. to his credit, he tells his producer, who is this guy? Next thing I know, because I, you know, grab my one, sat down. 
the producer goes, Eric wants to know if you'll get on his next segment with him. He said, he's booked out. I mean, but he's going to move some stuff. Can you just do a few minutes? And we end up doing 15 minutes. Wow. And Eric was just like, who are you? Where are you from? I've never heard of anything like this. Man, and then that's awesome. It, it, me and Eric became friends. I've been on a show multiple times. Mm-hmm. I respect Eric a lot because he's a critical thinker. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, he's a good, he's a good brother. So awesome. See this, um, it, there was such a need for Christians to be informed with factual, uh, <laughs> my little Belgian mm-hmm. uh, scout. Yeah. I can't. Uh, That's awesome. If you go to our website, you'll see Super Scout. She's a Belgian Malawa. She's one of the few dogs that has ever been nose to nose with ISIS fighters. Yeah. And then within two hours, kids holding her and hugging her for mm-hmm. therapy in our home in Iraq. So now there, we have one uh, that we work with uh, on one of the church campuses, uh, and yeah, she's you know fight and bomb trained and all that. And um, one minute she's you know rolling with us on you know whatever we need to deal with. The next minute she's everybody's petting her, you know, yeah. call her Oma Ward Dog. You know, <laughs> her name's Oma, but yeah, good, good, awesome dog, good switches. Yeah, we we, but so yeah, we have a daily news brief uh, that we send out. Uh, free right now yeah anybody that goes and signs up for it but it's put together by analysts uh by journalists um uh and we're presenting facts every day uh not just emotions or feelings or or rumors uh and we help people really separate what you're hearing on the news or reading on the internet to because it matters we need to be critical thinkers who are willing to challenge what somebody says to, to, for you know, for factual, so that we can make the best, Good, well-informed decisions. So yeah, people can sign up for that at Victor. Where Marks. is it? Where do they find it? VictorMarks.com, and I think the fourth slash brief. Uh, okay. I'll send you the link. It's it's an easy sign up, and we've got almost a couple thousand people following us. Just awesome. the first week of doing it, so yeah, pretty pretty cool. Awesome, yeah, for sure. Um, no, that's, I mean, and that's kind of a big problem we're dealing with right now is people are not critically thinking and they're not educating themselves and their primary mode of education is television after what, like high school. And so now TV is shaping reality because it's shaping opinions, it's shaping perspectives. And it was always a tool of propaganda. That was its origins, you know? So, so now the world's looking kind of real weird. The matrix is, is creeping out of the TV into reality. Yes. And even people from higher, you know, I, uh, just because somebody has initials in front of their name, it doesn't mean they're critical thinkers. No. In fact, usually it means they're not. It means they've been taught how to th- studied how to think a certain way in a narrow lane, in a very good and effective way, maybe. But you get them in a paper bag without like a study guide or like <laughs> you put them in a paper bag without letting them study it first. They might not be able to, they might drown. <laughs> the wet paper bag. It's the truth. We had lunch with a, a think tank group and uh, in DC, uh, because, you know, people started wondering how in the world are you doing what you're doing, who you're meeting with. And, and, you know, I tell them, well, God, God has opened up some doors. And uh, yeah, so I share with this think tank, one person in particular is, you know, uh, known and all that. They go, okay, I heard about this. What is this? And I told them that the imam 
who signed al-Baghdadi, the leader of ISIS at the time, PhD for Islamic studies, and is the Yoda on thought thinking among the Sunni aspect of Islam, contacted some of our guys in country and said, I'd like to meet with Victor Marks. Hmm. And they called me. I was, I was in the U.S. at the time. They're like, hey, man, this, this is the guy. And like my daddy it. wanted him to be the spiritual head to help them with ISIS because he was a professor and all kinds of stuff. I said, he wants to meet with me. I said, uh, this sounds interesting. Yeah. To say the least. To say the least. I'm like, why? <laughs> and they asked him. They said, he's been watching you. They've been watching you for two years. Mm-hmm. And they call you a man of the book. Okay. Because you care for the children of Iraq. Doesn't matter if they're Muslim, Sunni, Shia, Christian, Yazidi. He's, they really know you care. So we did. We flew. It was a 72-hour mission. Wheels up, wheels down. Uh, met with them. And you know, the first question I asked him, I said, we sat down and I had my security, but you know. It, it, yeah, but you, yeah. You're in country. You're in country. You yeah, know. man. Our, okay. Our, our, Q, our QRLF was us. So yeah. uh, you're committed, right? You're in God's hands at that point. Well, you you do you you just. I mean, commit. you always are, but you really are at that point. <laughs> yeah. Really, it's a pocket factor. Yeah. And, and I asked him my first question. I, I've got my turp, and my turp was with Delta for years, and sweet the Rocky American really super scored away. Uh, and uh, I said, ask him. You know, we did our greetings. I said, ask him if he wants to cut my head off. And my turn looked at me and said, Wow, you just ain't cutting no, you just had what? to jump straight to it. I'm like, hey, you know, <laughs> yeah. I said, ask me. He goes, I do not think this is a good idea. And my security guys are going, Oh my gosh, we're, he just went right to it. I said, ask him. So he did. And the guy leans back, the professor, and he just starts laughing. He goes, Why would I want to cut your, why, why would I call you to cut your head off? He goes, Oh my gosh. I said, I'm just asking you, <laughs> Americans and Christians in America, we all, we're seeing beheadings all the time. Yeah. That's what they were doing. I said, so I just want to get right out there. We laughed and had the best time. To this day, he's a dear friend. Really? And, uh, and I've been able to share my faith, the gospel, and my testimony with yeah. people that some of these Christian leaders in America would never <clears throat> Ever. Get an audience with never, and that goes back to that uniqueness of my calling, mm. and that I had to be my fingerprint, my thumbprint, to who God made me to be. How does evangelism work out for me? And I had mm. to separate myself from going, well, These guys used to be my peers, but I can't run in their circles or try to appease be like. it because they can't switch my role. So, to finish the deal with the uh, the think tank person, I tell them this story. Mm. <clears throat> And then I told him, I said, because of that man and me taking the risk, us developing a relationship, he was the one that brought me to a location in Iraq where a bunch of persecuted Christian families were hiding out. He brings me in there and he goes, these are your people. These are Christians. And this is wrong. And he asked me this, Byron, where are the Christians of America? 
They're not taking care of the Christians here. Uh, oh, man. <clears throat> man. So because of him bringing us there and me developing a relationship, we got those Christian families, men, women, children, out of Iraq to a safe haven. Really? And there's a bunch of them. So wow. that, so that's that's part of the stuff that we, man, people <laughs> never ever know. And um, so the thing, the think tank leader looks at yeah. me and goes, "I don't believe you." At this t- lunch table, with other people around, go, they said, "I don't believe you," and I went, "Oh, okay, okay. all right," kept eating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just too beyond him to even. And it's just, and and when you know who you are and what you've done, it's like, I. <laughs> you know it's what like, what is that's your the hot sauce? Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I just. I'm I'm back to, and then they were stunned that I had yeah. no reaction other than that. And I think at that point they realized, oh my gosh, this is true because this guy doesn't give a flying squirrel sack. Whether I, you know, I have his approval or not. Yeah, like, who are you? Like, yeah, I'm just like, it doesn't really matter if you believe it or not. Yeah. Happened and things are happening. And yeah. I want the mission, not the credit. Right. Anybody, oh, you guys keep, I, I'm just going to do the mission because that's what matters. Lives right. being changed. I'll be my life for God in darkness. And uh, to their credit, they were so like stunned they mumbled this out loud and they got busted. They go, oh, I, I, I've never even been in Iraq though. <laughs> and then they go, they talked about this. I've never even met a senior Islamic leader. And yeah. I didn't say it, but in my, cause it was obvious, painfully obvious. I was like, man, you're shaping policy for our government. Yeah. Yeah. Regarding These terrorism, things. Islam. And I'm just like, so, <laughs> So, yeah, so, yeah. That's how it is with the nobility, man. That's how it is. That's how it is. That's how it is. A lot of guys, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a struggle point, man. It's a, that's a struggle point. But I think it's so beautiful, you know, um, what you've been able to do Thank as you. a result, man, of compassion and boldness and be, being willing to go and, and, and foster a relationship with, you know, someone who, you know, is in the position of that gentleman. You know, I, I think it's, I think it's beautiful, man. I've always loved how warriors can be like that, you know, like, you know, and, and with the respect and the honor that you can, you can give, um, that can give another vein, another vein of relationship. You know what right. I mean? Right. It's, and it, it's, you know, I, we might be ideologically opposed and this is something I really appreciated about Iraq and due to this day, we can be ideologically opposed and I can be invading your country. But, you know, you see me hungry out here on watch. You're going to offer me some chai tea, some salute, right. some judge, you know, you're going right. to, you know, and it's like, man, that honor and respect, man, that it, it goes a long way, um, man. Yeah. And you, you know, what's surprising to most people to hear is that uh, the, the Muslims that I work with or the Yazidis or whatnot, they not only appreciate my faith, they expect me, they, they honor it. it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because look, when you're next to someone and ISIS is shooting you, boom, 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 and it's flying and 
or mortars are hitting and and you're about to help people in a village that have been held captive for three years um, because of our lane and what we're trying to do. And why I know there's going to be kids. And they look at you and go, what are you doing here? You're not military. You're not a contractor. You're not forced to be here. You're not getting paid to be here. here. (laughs) And they would literally say what? Or I remember leaning against the wall after um, some stuff that just happened. You know, and and we're eating uh, we're eating cheese, and syrup, and bread, right? Uh, it's it's because yeah. it, fighting could go on. Blah, 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 boom, boom, boom. You got to eat. Tommy. <laughs> yep. Why, you know. Oh yeah, you got to eat, man. I'm sitting back for, and this guy's looking at me, and he just goes, "What are you doing here?" I said, "God loves me, and I love y'all, and we're here to help." God has sent me. That's and, awesome. And because of my faith in Christ, he compels me, doesn't drive, he compels me. To it's like a drawing. Yeah. But, uh, so it's been good. And, you know, the last thing I, I just want to say, mm-hmm. I really have enjoyed our time, man, and we got to do this again. Um, I want to thank you for listening and uh, uh, about what we do and uh, making it another source for your circle of influence to understand. Uh, and then we're here to help people who are listening. If uh, we have trauma films and I, I, you know, I made films for people who don't want to watch films on trauma. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's, it's us. Uh, and, and uh, but people will be encouraged because uh, I've struggled. I've struggled as good as anybody. And I, you know, on multiple levels, but I also know victory and I know the, the battle to push and never give up and things do get better if we don't give up. Uh, so we have resources that are free. People can watch it. There's a movie, a documentary on my life story. And I just encourage people to watch that. Uh, yeah. find out, you know, how I overcame my past uh, uh, of, of that abuse and torture and craziness uh, that required a lot of uh, get my brain in the shape. And then finally, you know, we're moving toward opening up uh, our first uh, training center here in the United States. Uh, it's going to be in Colorado Springs, and I mean, we are we are breaking ground. We're we're doing the stuff right now, and it will be a full service training facility, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, where people can come gain skill sets, whatever the and from church security teams to really uh, really. Uh, getting boned up on what will help. And, you know, that's your lane. You understand the lack. And we're going to try to uh, fill a void in that and and help those out there who are already doing it. Mm-hmm. To husband and wives, you know, uh, it's funny how many Christian churches that I used to speak at mm-hmm. I was so popular with in circles. <laughs> the moment we started doing this stuff, how they start pushing back. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, oh, those invitations to come speak, oh, yeah. in that circle. And even like with my wife and I used to do marriage conference all the time. Yeah. But when we were talking about, well, we've learned how to fight back to back, not nose to nose. And man, guess what? We had to learn, go only where you're celebrated because some people are not going to get it. So I yeah. said, we're, we're not going to waste our time. And yeah. so it's been That's good. Awesome. So we'll work on marriages. We'll help people. Teenagers, 
men who need to be equipped to become the best men they can be in their roles, protect yes, their sir. families. So this is a lot offering. Yes, sir. We'll, we'll share more here in the future. Where can they find all that stuff? That stuff's all at your victorfranks.com? I would say victormarks with an X, victormarks.com. And uh, and then we're on social media. If people just track with us cool. on Instagram or Facebook, Twitter, whatever, but that we'll, we'll be keeping people posted. Awesome. Do you have time for one or two last closing questions yeah. I always ask? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Outstanding. Favorite quote or mantra or saying or verse or... Yeah, well, you know, I, I, would, I would definitely, one of them is what I just said. Uh, in marriage, learn to fight back to back, not nose to nose. Outstanding. Because marriage, marriage, that's a hard enlistment. Yeah, that's exactly, that's the truth, man. That's the <laughs> some, truth. Of us, some of us like to deploy out. Yeah, man, get you out of the fight, get you into another fight. But. So, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm so pro-marriage. And I understand yeah. the struggle, been separated twice. Mm. But we've been married 31 years, man. And wow. the glory of God, I've never cheated or been cheated mm. on. And, yeah. uh, you know, do in part largely because my wife, she can use a blade, edge weapon, <laughs> different. <They're dang. laughs> make it look like an accident. Yeah, um, make it look like an accident. <laughs> yeah. Good to go. And then um, how would you like to be remembered, sir? That he loved God, mm-hmm. he loved his family, and he loved the hurting. Yeah, and I, 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 and this is hard to express, but I know a lot of people have called me a good man, mm. and it, it, it's it's kind, and I appreciate what the sentiment is, but I'm really not. Mm. I'd rather because I know me pretty good. I think I'd rather be known as Instead of he was a good man, just he was good at being a man. That's that's good on so many levels, man. I, that just that's chewy, man. That's chewy. Some of them will get it, and some of them won't get it until like a few more years of being a man, you know. And some of them, that that's good. That's good. I love that. Thank you so much for your time today, You're uh, welcome. Victor. It's been amazing. It's an honor. Uh, it's been an honor to listen to you. I've learned so much in this episode. It's been fantastic. Uh, this, this is a valuable, valuable time, valuable contribution. Thank you, you're sir. And, uh, God bless you for everything you're doing. Hey, God bless you and your family. You man. Too. And, and, uh, you know, I appreciate your friendship and your, your brotherhood on multiple levels. And I thank God for you, man. Love you. Hey, I love you too. Good to go. I'm looking forward to everything. All right. We'll wrap it up there. Boom. Boom. Yo, what up? I hope you guys really enjoyed that episode. Hey, listen, in order to get more out of the brand, I want to encourage you to go join us on our social media platforms and join us at protectornation.com. We post different types of content on our different platforms at different times. Uh, You'll get blog posts, you'll get videos, you'll get real world combat engagements and things like that. So stay plugged in in order to get the most out of the brand. In order to support us, Also, go to protectornation.com and buy something or join forces with me on Patreon. You'll scroll down the homepage and you'll see the link. Uh, Anything you can give counts, you know, think about whatever you would lose in your cushions or like spend on McDonald's this month, five bucks a month, whatever it is. Uh, That helps. That helps us. 
make the world a better place by making good people dangerous. Anyways, this is Byron Rogers, protector by nature and by trade, and I'll see you on the next piece of content, whether it's a video or podcast. Out.